I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts Mega Show Trace. This is the, uh, you know what, Mike? This is the final dog days of summer podcast yeah we have actual hockey soon because next time we do this there's going to be traverse city going on okay and you guys you're going to want to hear about traverse city uh before we get into any of that my name is joe fortunato i'm joined as always by my co-host michael murphy um if you are listening to this this is going to drop september 3rd which means you are probably listening to this september 4th because it's going to drop at midnight september 3rd um in 10 days saturday september 14th we are doing a live show me and michael with the blue shirts breakaway gang it's their 200th show 3 to 6 p.m at the gin mill 442 amsterdam avenue okay it's coming up it's coming up it's coming up quick believe it's on 82nd street if i'm not mistaken um so it's right off the uh 12th avenue highway just fucking go i think it's five bucks for tickets so support us or else you don't love us and michael will be very offended if you don't Harsh if you don't words, love him that's all right. no this is this is what we have to do with these people they're fucking they're cretins michael they're cretins um Joe's just sleep deprived. Uh, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, a I'm pretty sleep deprived. You're, you're lucky you're even single. getting this show, to be completely honest with you, you ungrateful bastards. Um, I'll kill all of you. I will do it. Is this what you want to hear? Is this what you want? This is taking a turn. That it's, it it, it feels like it has. Uh, anyway, welcome. We are days away. Traverse City is at the end of this week. Um, days away from legitimate New York Rangers hockey. It is September. Um, We've already, I've already written game threads. Well, that's because you're an overachiever, Michael, and I don't appreciate you bragging in front of the people. I was just saying, like that's it's imminent, it's coming. I'm excited. <clears throat> All right, let's get the show off the road. Should we start with Traverse City? Yeah, I mean, we've already we've already talked it up. We, we've well. touched we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, Traverse City is coming up. This is I feel like the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> They're sending like an all-star team to Traverse City. Yeah, it feels um, a little bit like that, doesn't it? I mean, even it, though it, there's it's a, super, a slew of free agent guys. Uh, yeah, but fuck, I mean, here, that, here, the big names, still, Adam Fox yeah. is going to be there. Um, Capo Caco, obviously. Uh, Vitaly Krovstov is going to be there. Who else are the really big names? I'm not even talking about some of the, you know, Igor Shesterkin is going to be there, so zero goals are going to be scored against the New York Rangers. Igor Rikov, Tomer yeah, a lot of and obviously a lot of the the draft picks this did year. You say so Kravtsov's going. I did say Kravtsov. Way to listen to me. Huska is going to go. Carl Henderson, um, Rangers second round pick. We tend to, and you know, I I continue to push this narrative because I think it's important. Um, Traverse City doesn't mean shit. If a guy does really well, great. If a guy doesn't do well, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's you, a, you it's, can't get too worked up. Yeah, Travis too small State. of a sample size. It's you're playing with guys you've never played with before. Get, it's not a big system. Yeah, there's no there's practices. There's systems. none of that. Yeah. All that said, if Kako does not score 400 goals in this tournament, I'm going to burn you to go to the ground. Yeah, I think that's the only. There's a couple little things like I'd love to see Adam Fox look really comfortable, considering 
just how dominant he was at the collegiate level, and I'd love to see Capo Caco just him, Caco, like, and Kravstov should should um, absolutely they should have a field day. I will be a lot less upset if Kravstov is maybe you know he's still very good but not brilliant just because he was playing you know, against men. There's Michael. the North American ice surface factor. There's the potential language barrier thing. There's a lot of little things there where I'm just like, all right, well, I just want him to show me little flashes. But like for instance with Capo Caco, I just want him to you know just to shine the whole time. I want him to glow like a glow bug in a cave. Why are you putting glow bugs in caves? That's where they belong. That's, uh-huh. they that's very interesting. That's an interesting. I've been moment. watching The Dark Crystal on Netflix. I'm sorry. You know, I watched uh, the first half of Carnival Row, the new Amazon Prime movie with or TV show with Orlando Bloom, and it was really good. So, hoping to finish the rest of the episode. Of what course, did your LFIC children make that difficult? Um, yeah, I, I mean, here's the other things that you kind of want to take. Uh, there's a ton of free agent invites that we really don't need to pay attention to. Oh, thanks. I just wrote about them. You prick. Um, maybe that's even less reason to pay attention to them. Uh, I, generally, there's not a ton of guys that come out of there and you give a shit about. But I would say f- Anthony Salonitri is is someone who's intriguing at the very least. Wait, what is his name? Anthony Salonitri. Is that a type of salami? Well, you're just mocking your own people, the Italians. I'm uh, permitted to. They're my people. Well, very well. Like, is uh, he a real person? He yeah, is he's real. A real person. Look he at was him. a former draft pick of the Flyers. He went to the Canucks prospect uh, training camp last season. Uh, he's an outstanding skater. The Flyers let his signing rights go, and he responded to that by having his best OHL season to date. Um, so, yeah, I would consider him to be pretty interesting. He's a great skater. Um, he's 21, though. Like, you should do that well yeah, in the sure. break season. I agree. And all those things are true. I just think I can definitely see him being a guy who becomes an AHL-level scorer. And the Rangers are a team that are kind of in the market for guys like that. You know, they want See, this is they want young Peter Holland types to you know to or, you know to guys to kind of complement Vinny Letary to have those foundational pieces in Hartford to have the, the other kids develop around. I think it would be he's a definitely an intriguing guy like that. Otherwise, I would agree. Like, there's not a lot there in terms of the free agent signings. It's, no, it's really the big names, and then like you got M- Matthew Robertson. Obviously, is a big deal for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, to, just to be there. Uh, there's a couple of other guys that you know. Yeah, Joe Nick Jean's Jones going to be there. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, not Nick Jones. I apologize. I thought that was. Um, and there's also Jake Elmer and Patrick Newell. The, yeah, there's uh, the guys it's who just, signed towards the end of last season. Like you said, there's Matthew Robertson and of course Hunter Skinner. Carl uh, Hendrickson. Yep, Carl Hendrickson. So another. It's another big one. Recent second round pick of the Rangers, and uh, you know he was kind of quiet in his last international tournament, so it would be nice to see him uh, st- kind of stick out, especially because, Joey, if you notice, a lot of these free agents uh, the Rangers invited are, are centers. So having, you know, I was Carl Hendricks there, humans. I, would, I would hope that he looks pretty good and gets the opportunity to be that kind of 1C. Yeah, I mean, here's, even get that. here's the guys, if, if they look overwhelmed, you're a little nervous. Adam Fox... And Krovstov. Kako is on such another level of prospect. I don't He's give a shit if he, nervous, if he yeah. does nothing. But Vitaly Krovstov, you expect I expect him I to... I would be a lot more nervous if Fox looked... Yeah, shaky. Fox, I mean, f- again... but he's but, penciled into the Rangers lineup at this point. Yeah, well, so is Krovstov. Yeah, but he's not, like, a third-line winger is not as important as a third-pair uh, D. I guess. 
if, if you're going to be a, a little a bastard about it and correct me on my own podcast. Um, oh, it's your podcast. Well, yeah. It's called Joe Fortunato's Blue Shirt Banter Extravaganza for a reason. I've been carrying this thing while you've been pushing babies out. I have not pushed the baby out. Let's not start that well, rumor. I'll get emails from angry people. Thing, uh, my wife did, though. I watched her do it, if that makes you feel any better. Did you cut the cord? Uh, I did. did it's not as exciting job? as they say it is. Apparently, I wasn't allowed to use the axe that I brought. It was too dangerous. So. Did you do a good job at cord cut? Uh, I think so. You really can't screw it up. They like they cut the cord off. I've seen the a lot of a mangled at like half outy, half half any belly buttons. Uh, Caitlin kind of has one of those actually, but that has nothing to do uh, with the way you, you cut just a cord. Start over with her. Just it uh, is it is nothing to do with the way the cord is cut. So the nurse told me. Yeah, belly buttons are just scars, as it turns out. That's all they really are. I yeah. figured that out recently. Well, just some people just have not outstanding scars. Does that make you feel? Buttons. Does that make you feel good? That it's not stars? Or scars? I don't know. Just interesting to me. It is a little. It is a little interesting. Um, those are really the two guys that I would be concerned about if they were not. If they didn't at least look. Listen, I'm not saying they got to score three goals a game, but they should at least look, you know, they should look like they belong I would say there. the same for Igor, too. Shisterkin. Oh, yeah. Shisterkin, like, I, w- I would put in that category as well. Although it's a little bit harder for a goalie. Because there is going to be Angles, literally yeah. zero defense going on in this tournament. Yeah, there's zero defense, and the, there is the ice surface adjustment for him. But the other, like I, I have, I'm not sure what my expectations are for Huska. Because um, the other thing to remember is, you know, there's three games, and then you're in your placement game in Traverse City. Like it goes right. by at a at a quick clip. So I don't know how much we're going to see of Shesterkin. I don't know how much we're going to see of Huska. But it's, um, I'm definitely intrigued to see what we see out of Huska and. You know, I'm trying not. Who to knows how much he'll even high. play? Well, yeah, I think the Rangers do have one back to back to to kick it off, and then, or yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's one back to back, and then they have a, at least one day's rest. But you know, it's this is one of those things, like you said, where it just kind of flies by. Right, you just want to, you kind of want to get a look at everybody, and then just yeah, go from there. Essentially, it's practice game, practice game, practice game practice placement game but there's uh, very little fluidity to it there's no like none of these guys have really played with each other before it, it's almost like it, you're doing the rookie training camp again um only this time you're doing actual hockey instead of the little scrimmages and look it means nothing traverse city doesn't it really doesn't change much of anything we've seen guys like pavel buchnevich and anthony duclair maybe not look as well as you would expect them to in traverse city we've seen guys who have literally you know they're not going to have an nhl impact um dominate traverse city so again kako and kravstoff are, are playing against men they're used to playing against men i would expect them to look at least dominant even if they're not putting up crazy points just controlling the puck being the guy that the offense runs through um Adam Fox, I guess, just in another sense that he was so good in college that you would really expect him to also look that just on that level. You should look a lot like a man amongst boys. But I wouldn't Um, say, like, don't do, oh, Carl Hendrickson didn't look good, so, you know, he's not a good prospect. That is absolutely not what you should be taking from Traverse City, really, in in any case whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the, the Rangers, like, they're not streaming it again, which I find insane. Yeah, it's all going to... All the Rangers have done. Detroit. You know what? Let's do a little shit on the Rangers PR department section of the podcast, because yeah. who cares? Um, it's not like it, it could get worse. You've done nothing 
but hype up, rightfully so, the prospects that you have, right? Mm. You have done nothing. You have, like, caco fever. You're just fucking, you're doing everything that you should be with all these guys that the Rangers have. They had an unbelievable offseason. You have Adam Fox. You have Kravstoff coming over. You have Shostyurkin coming over. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to let them find a stream, hopefully, on Fox Sports Go. Otherwise, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to stream this on MSG the way that we used to. Come on, guys. This is an easy one. This is easy. Yeah, it's not like MSG is is chock full of content right now. That, that what you're you're going to pre you're worried about preempting a, another rerun of MSG 150. And I love Bill Pito. That's this is not an attack on Bill I Pito, do but love like Bill Pito too. how much of the same shit we're going to watch beginnings again for the nineteenth time? I think they're recirculating Brandon Dubinsky's beginnings. That's how little content well, MSG is running is, right now. You know, they have to take the guys they've traded out of circulation. Every time you see poor Matsu Gorilla's face on MSG now, it just hurts. Does, does MSG run the fucking Knicks D League games? Do they do the Vegas Summer League games? I don't know. I know. Uh, I think. NBA D League games, I think, are are streamed on Twitch. That's all I know. Twitch? Yeah. But it's not a game. It's not like a video game. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I'll never understand the nuances. Things, anyway, yes, it's insane. It's insane to me that, that MSG would not be like, yes, we want this. This is new content for... Even if you're streaming it only, at least stream it through your own channel. Add something to the fucking experience. It would be nice to see, especially because I think they can afford to... Now I'm all fired up. Well, they definitely have them. But like you said, what? It's not even like it's not like MSG is running exclusive content. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they're preempting. Like who? What are we doing here, boys? Or you know, just like pay. You know, the broadcast of of you know the Detroit is the Red Wings site is generally where we're going to have to watch these games for those who are curious and are looking for answers. That's a great place. To legally, start. you can legally stream from them. Yeah. This and, is not uh, a legal stream. You know, it would be you nice to think hooligans. if MSG just, you know, says, "Yeah, well, here's a couple of a couple of clams, uh, give us the broadcast feed and then, you know, just have have it up on MSG and have, you know, John Giannone or whoever and or, you know, even let Steve Valaket do c- color and Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? that be awesome? Just like That would yeah. be great. Done. And the, Dave Maloney, just, Steve Valaket, done. But again, you you've you've spent the summer just doing nothing but touting up these prospects, which you should be doing. And then you have an opportunity to showcase them for the first time in September when nothing is going on. I already finished my beer. I'm sad. And pe- okay, well, let's not. You need to drink to do the podcast. Is that what this is? Yeah, lately. <laughs> okay, you know what? You are just a son of a bitch. Just pony up. Put the stream... Who cares? Put the stream on. All right. That's my fired-up take on the Rangers just making stupid decisions on the back end of things. Um, I think Larry Brooks called them, like, penny pinchers. He went in. He went off. That's strange that that's the policy. I don't know why. Like you said, it's so counterintuitive. If the Red Wings are streaming it, obviously it it can be streamed. Like, there's not like there's... there's, It's not like there's exclusivity to it. The games and practices are free and open to the public, so it's not like there's like, oh, there's not enough room to set up a It's it's literally a penny-pinching move. Yeah. It's a penny-pinching move from a team who has more money than they know what to do with. So, I don't know what... I don't know what we're doing yet. Brittany is... He's taking him to feed him, and he is annoyed. You could hear the baby Brezza going off. This is bonus content for all of our patron subscribers slash slash people who listen to the show. Uh, Michael, any other thoughts on Traverse City while I mute the microphone for a couple of seconds? Uh, sure. So 
there's a lot of little things about Traverse City that are going to be really interesting. We talked about most of the main storylines. Um, you know, for those who are curious, the way it's going to shake out is Rangers have a 3:30 game on Friday against the Blue Jackets kids. Uh, Blue Jackets not a very highly rated uh, farm system, so with any luck, the Rangers will definitely outshine them there. Uh, Saturday, so they have Friday and then Saturday, so that's September 6th and 7th. Uh, Saturday at night, 7 p.m., it's Dallas. Dallas is another team, I think 25th or something in Corey Pronman's uh, farm system rankings. And then finishing up Monday on the 9th, it's Minnesota. I've returned. At 2.30 p.m., and then Tuesday, the day after that, will be the placement game, and that is a TBD. So, um, If the Rangers make it that far. Columbus is like has won a bunch of these Traverse City tournaments, but as Joe said, you know, it's not like it's because they have you know superior tactics or something. It's just they happen to get hot and they had some good young players. Who's even coaching this tournament for the Rangers? I don't know. Um, I would maybe. imagine it's an assistant coach or maybe even Tanner Glass. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't even say that as a joke. He might. He's definitely going to be there. Yeah, goes to that saying. Um, he coached one of the scrimmages. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, Why the reality of the situation is be excited that Traverse City is here because Traverse City means that there is hockey right around the corner. Um, but Who are you, you know, most excited for, Joe? Who's your dark horse? For Traverse City? Yeah, who's the guy who, like, there's all the obvious guys, but who's the guy you're going to be watching kind of closely? That's not named Capocacco? Yeah, that's not named Capocacco or Krabstov or Shesterkin or Fox. I mean, I think it's got to be Henderson, right? is, is Roynanen. Roynanen, really? It's such a good season last season. Uh, I'm really curious about him, especially because there's so much like cream in the Rangers like pipeline for D prospects. That did you say cream? Yeah, just cream, hot cream. Just hot. Well, cream shouldn't be hot. It should be cool. Uh, I like the cream hot, hot oh, cream. Oh, you are just just spilling over the sides. But here's the thing. <laughs> there's uh what sides where do you have hot cream that's spilling over the side uh in a bucket a pail perhaps well, listen you gotta have a cream bucket like a gravy boat filled with cream i don't know a gravy um, cream boat yeah gravy cream uh so here's the thing like Royden has kind of gotten overlooked much in the way that uh, you know you could really say that the same thing has happened with igor rikov but Royden, i think is just a really interesting case of a guy who had such a strong year he's coming into Traverse City and training camp with like no real expectations for what he's going to be. And that's kind of working in his favor, I think, because there is a skill set there that results in him becoming an NHL defenseman. It's just a question of, you know, what happens with his development in the next couple of years here. And I'm excited about him. And the other guy I think I'm going to be watching closely is Joey Keane. Um, See, I'm not Joey that Keen high on what, Joey Keane. Neither am I, and that's why I'm going to watch him. Because he, like Roynan, has just kind of slipped into the shadows in terms of, you know, the D prospects. But they did give him in the ELC, and they, you know, they they want to take a closer look at him. And in a tournament like this, you know, he has an opportunity to, to kind of make a name for himself on what is, like... I mean, think about it, Joe. This blue line is stacked in terms of prospects. Like... You're talking about the Rangers blue line? Yeah, the Rangers I mean, blue line. I mean, think about this. Traverse City is crazy. Even with buying out... Oh, you're talking about Traverse City only. No, no, yeah. Everything. That's, that's what we're I, I, I was going to say, like, even with buying out Shattenkirk, the Rangers don't have room for Lieber Hayek or Rikov. Think about that for a minute. Like, we're at a place right now where... Well, and, I, you know, granted... 
D'Angelo hasn't signed, but yeah. Right, there's no D'Angelo, so assuming he signs... Assuming he signs, there's no room for Rico. And I guess we kind of have to talk about that at some point as well. But, yeah, Yeah, I just... Just keeps dragging on. They're so... It's amazing how different the Rangers look today than they looked six or seven months ago, especially on defense. And, I mean, I'm interested in Carl Hendrickson just because I feel like there's so much upside with him. The Rangers finally, in 2019, I know we discussed this in the draft show, they finally drafted for skill and not size. And he's another one of those undersized guys who, playing with a guy who's going to be a top three pick next year in, in Lucas Raymond, and just, like, there's tons of reasons why you might sit there and say, oh, this is a red flag. But we, we talked about Evan's model that shows how much offense runs through, you know, X, Y, and Z. And there wasn't – there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this kid. And I am interested to see what he does. So, I I mean, that's my pa- – obviously, you know, the focus is going to be on the guys like Kako and Kravstov and um, what's it called? Adam Fox. But if you're, yeah. if you're looking for a guy on the back end – I'd be hard-pressed to say that Hendrickson's not somebody that I'm very interested in. Not so much um, not so much the uh, Joey Keane train. Um, but, well, you know, I Matthew Robertson's another one recall. There's plenty. Of, and then Salami. Can't, you know, Anthony Salami. Got to... God damn it. Anthony uh, Prosciutto. Prosciutto Salami. You know, while you've been gone, I've Anthony been Capicola. stupid website. Well, it's our stupid website, Michael. I, I've made but this everyone point. Everyone knows when push comes to shove, you're the one with all the followers. You're the one who, you, you know, you get into Twitter fights, and then people still like you, even though you're a meanie pants. I don't think I've gotten into a Twitter fight in 15 years. Well, you know, you've been child rearing. I actually, I have not been on Twitter in forever, and it has been glorious. Yeah, I've been telling you that for a long time, you stupid prick, it's, but you don't listen to me. It's just, I'm, I'm your best friend, and I take care of you. You didn't even invite me to your goddamn it's wedding. just spectacular. We weren't am friends I, when I got married. Am I the godfather married. of your son? Your firstborn son? Right. Uh, sure. No, I'm not. Are you a God-fearing man, though, Michael? I can't actually be a godfather, because I'm not Catholic. Uh, you could be, theoretically, a Christian witness. Yeah, I'm agnostic, though. Well, all right, you've you've ruined that. I don't think anybody knows uh, what's going on. That's that's, that's yeah. That's, that's, I don't, we're venturing into spirituality here, but yeah, that's my general belief. Not only with religion, but all things. Just no one really knows what's going on. Just try to be nice to people. That's my. That's not a. It's not a bad thing. That's to my take. bumper sticker for life. Just that's everyone's true. full of shit. Just be nice to each other. Have a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do something that we've never done before. Sure. You ready for this? Not at we all. Are Okay, just fill let me, me do with th- some cream. Give me that cream. Yeah, it's the hot boiling cream. We are going to pause for a moment for an ad from our sponsors. Oh, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. Money. We just made money, probably. For Vox. We're making money for Vox. Every day, but Sunday. We don't get a cut of that money? Uh, I do not believe so, no. We don't get a cut of that I'm pretty sure we should not be discussing these the negotiations of this live on the podcast. Probably not. Um, but I'm a- out of beer. Anywho, 
Uh, why don't we talk about D'Angelo and Lemieux quickly? Because this situation is is very quickly becoming like we're in September now. There is there is zero reason uh, that neither of them have signed, and uh, it is worth noting that Ivan Barbashev signed uh, for Tampa, so he was one of the like. 50 RFAs. There's still some big names. I mean, Marner, you got Patrick Laine. There's so many big names. There's Braden Point. There's fucking uh, Mika Rantanen. There's uh, everybody. It's just a fucking shit show of non-returning RFAs. Yeah, and like the thing is, like, and not to mention Winnipeg has Laine and uh, Kyle Connor. So it's, uh, it's not great. Um, there's just Here's my thing: is the Rangers can operate just fine if if uh, you know the Lemieux contract is a holdout of some kind. It's not going to make a big difference. You, you just plug Greg McKegg in there. You just you know toddle along. D'Angelo is the one that concerns me, and I know we've read all summer long, especially from Brooks about how like you know D'Angelo doesn't have a hat to piss in in terms of you know or a pot to piss in rather, hat to crap in. I guess I'll just coin it. What coin in the phrase. fuck are you saying? Pissing in hats, crapping in cans. Uh, Just like you peed <laughs> so, in that kid's shoes that one time? Yeah, I don't feel good about that. Well, I remember it. Yeah, I don't feel good about that. Okay, uh, continue. It was a fun prank, though, to pee in someone's shoe and then put it in the freezer. It was really, you know what? I would say it's amateur chemistry. Um, you know, I completely lost my train of thought, but I'm back to it now. So, like, Brooks has been saying, like, D'Angelo doesn't really have anything to negotiate with like he doesn't he doesn't have arbitration rights and the team the rangers can just say like listen we have x money to give you that's what you're gonna take go fuck yourself uh but some staunch negotiating there yeah but d'angelo and his you know pre-agent like his his agent should know that like yeah but you want me on this blue line and it was interesting because uh as it turns out tony d'angelo interacted with uh banner alumni and uh and good friend of the show, Nick Mercadante, on Twitter, um, where they agreed to find peace after uh, discussing the power of pizza. Pizza brought people together, Joe. Nick does make excellent pizza. He does. Although he owes me a fucking recipe. Nick, if you're listening to this show right now... He's not listening. He might be. He listens. I want... I want the recipe, okay? You son of a bitch. You have promised me this recipe for over a month. We were friends. That's the past tense. That's a well, a yeah, because this friendship is on thin ice, Michael. You would know something about that with your thin your frozen, sass. Thin frozen cream, ice cream. Well, now, <gasps> yeah, cream now job. you got to pick one or the other. It's either flaming hot cream or turned it into ice cream. Just boiling cream. I I do think D'Angelo at the very least has a little bit of leverage with that. Listen, I had a really good season, but at this stage in the game, the Rangers have X amount of money. Yeah, and. There's only so much they can do with it. Lemieux, I'm astounded, is not signed. Well, he, I, I don't. Me really quick, Joe. Let me just rattle this off for you, just I'm super quick. You. Zach Wierenski, Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, Matthew Kachuk, Brock Besser, Charlie McAvoy, Adrian Kempe, Ivan Provorov, Mikko Rantanen, Travis Konecki, Mitch Marner, Kevin Fiala, D'Angelo Lemieux, Brandon Carlo, Braden Point. Like, there are some fucking big names out there, and in the grand scheme of things, Lemieux and D'Angelo are not huge fish, but they are important to the Rangers. So, I just wanted to paint the picture for Rangers fans who might be squirming in their seat a little bit here. Like, if any team should be sweating, it's Winnipeg. They have Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine. Sure, but can I give you 
Can I play the devil's advocate on this? Sure. Shut your face and listen to me, you goddamn being, robot. Right, well, I'm being receptive and... Uh, um, okay. Anthony D'Angelo is Tony. the... He goes by Tony. Tony Salami D'Angelo is the period, perfect period, offer sheet candidate. Because you could get Tony D'Angelo right now on a two-year deal for $3 million that the Rangers cannot match. And the compensation... AV or $3 million AV? $3 million AV. Yeah. And the compensation is likely, I don't know what off the top of my head, a second and a third round pick. You could blackball the Rangers... Like, you're not going to offer sheet Marner or Line A now. Teams have their cap figured out. They don't want to give up that many draft picks. Like, there's a, a bunch of, uh, there's just a bunch of shit that you need to work. Like, that stuff has to happen in July. There's a reason why the Canadians did it when they did it and no one else has done it. That's why that happens. But the reality of the situation, D'Angelo is somebody that if you're a team that needs blue line one help. one second round pick, just so you know. One second, like, I'd give up a second round pick for D'Angelo. At this stage, I would too. He had a, he was a half a point. He's a forty point defense. And there's player. not Dick Gorton can do about it if somebody offers him a three million dollar contract. For yeah, there years. really isn't anything he can do. So, not that I'm advocating for this because I think Tony D'Angelo is a good hockey player, but that's what you should be worried about. That's a guy. The offer sheets really aren't for the Lines or the Marners of the world. They're not for the they're not for the big names because it just never it's almost impossible to fiscally make it work and then nobody wants to pay the price tag. But D'Angelo, he's exactly who offer sheets are made for. I'm not gonna lie, I think you make a strong point here, sir. I'm making all kinds of points. You're like a you're like a starfish. You got at least five of them. So I mean, Lemieux. Like if the Rangers lose Lemieux, I'm, like I'm not losing sleep over it. It is what it One is. But Anthony D'Angelo, that's a big fucking deal. That's a, a really big deal, big deal for the Rangers to not gone from Shaddy and like if it if the Rangers find themselves with you know D'Angelo holding out or an offer sheet happens and they're just boned. Like all of a sudden that right side, Joe. Like what happens? Do you just say, all right, guess what, Brendan Smith? Come on down. <laughs> like, you're the new third pair right D. Da-na, da-na. Is that what, is that like the, the result here? Is that, that, I mean, that should be something that the Rangers are very concerned about. I concur. So, there's that. <sighs> should we go to questions? Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or should we just dive right into the questions? Um, oh, you know what we should mention? So, Tom and I had some technical difficulties last week, but we were briefly talking about some changes to the hockey operations. You already mentioned Tanner Glass. We know that Tanner Glass and Tuomarutu are the new assistant directors of player development. Of course, that stuff was already kind of old news. Uh, the Rangers made it official. And then there were some changes to the scouting department, Joe. Um, as it turns out, Chris Morehouse, who is uh, JD's son-in-law, is the new head of amateur scouting in North America. And JD's brother, Marshall Davidson, is one of the two new scouts, along with Derek Ginell or Janelle? I'm not sure the pronunciation on, on uh, Mr. Janelle's name. Uh, so they'll both be amateur scouts. And Steve Conowalchuk, who was an amateur scout for the Rangers, uh, is moving into a pro scout role. And we have another assistant coach in Hartford um, and a video coach. So we have David Cunniff, uh, 48 years old. He's been around the HL coaching for like 17 years. Uh, even though he's only 48. And then we have Chris Holler, who's um, a, formerly a independent uh, contract. I forget what it was. A freelance video assistant 
uh, for the Wolfpack. He also worked with the analytics and video department for Harvard's women's hockey team. And so he's the new video coach in uh, Hartford. So they have a known commodity there. And uh, yeah, just a couple of little changes. Joe, do you have any issue with the little nepotism going on? A little, little JD Hirons brothers and son-in-laws? I mean, not really because you expect a guy to bring in his people. Those were his people in Columbus. Literally his people? His, his blood? Yeah, I mean, this is... This blood, is what, thicker than blood? Thicker this than what, hi, listen, the Rangers knew what they were getting when they walked into the Davidson train. Just and, feels like a very Glenn Sather thing to do. I uh, See, I mean, yes and no, because the reality is, like, yes yes, anyone is going to... People are going to bring in their own people. His people happen to be family. But can we really say that Columbus was not properly run? No, you can't say that. So then, if um, unless Columbus was an absolute dumpster fire... Yeah, I have no I'm reason just to devil's complain. Uh, well, your attachment that. to Satan is concerning. You played devil's advocate not five minutes ago. No, I played not devil's advocate. I played saint's advocate. You just misheard me because all you think about is the devil. You disappoint me every day. All right, it's time to move on to questions. Daniel, I'm going to say Roche. Can't wait for the podcast to go up. Oh, this isn't even a question. This is super nice. Can't wait for the podcast to go up. Keep up your great work, guys. All the best from Germany. Daniel, you are... You know what, Daniel? You're a light in this this world of darkness. You're a glow worm in a a dark cave, Daniel. And now I'm I'm following him now. I'm following this man. I'm going to follow. No, don't. Uh, Alex Khalifa, any idea why MSG stopped televising Traverse City? Because they're silly. Uh, yeah, we discussed this a little bit. They're 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 dumb. That's the answer to the question. They're dumb. I don't. I. We did this already. It just doesn't make sense. It's such an again the Rangers and the NHL in general. Like you have a very easy opportunity to please a lot of people and to do something that just it's easy. And the Rangers elect not to do it. So. Hear me out, Joe. Is there any potential that there's a uh, standard of quality in terms of what they will put on MSG and what they won't? And they realize that what they would have with Traverse City might f- fall below that standard of quality. Because no. I don't think that's the case. No, not at all. It, who, it, it's not an MSG-produced program. They're literally getting a feed from Traverse City, Michigan. Well, that's my whole point. But, but even as shitty, but don't the Rangers, um, don't they stream the scrimmages sometimes? I don't or know, no? Maybe. Like their rookie camp scrimmages? Am I crazy? Well, you are crazy. I don't know if you're crazy about this. Well, okay. Well, then if I don't, if we don't know, I'm not going to finish the point because I could be wrong. Um, Creighton. What number do you think Kako is going to wear this year? This is honestly the only thing I want to know. He's wearing 45 at Traverse City. There's been insinuations that he wants 24, which is Bunievis' number. I I don't know. I'm going to guess 45, though, because he could have had 24 at Traverse City, and he didn't take it. It's true. I I think it's, what is it, 22 or 24 or 45? It's one of those three. I just, I just said it, 24 and 45. Yeah. I literally, it came out of my mouth, went into your ear, and you just threw it out like some type of fucking heathen. Did you have a comment to make on this? You haven't invited me to to yours. And this is why, because you don't listen to me. Honestly, I don't very much. I've learned better by now. Creighton, I'm going to say 45, which means expect it to be 24. 
So here's what you need to know, Creighton. He was number 24 with Liga last season, which is why everyone thinks he's going to be 24 uh, with the Rangers. But of course, there's Boo. So what do you tell Boo? Like, is Boo even going to make the team? I mean, I can't, uh, maybe if Lemieux doesn't sign. Yeah, maybe, right? That's a good point, Joe. That was a smart thing you just said, Joe. You're kind of a smart guy. So. I'm not. A, it's a huge idiot. I didn't say that. All right, next question, son of a bitch. Josh Zarkin, what kind of trophy will we get for winning Traverse City? Oh, Joshy, with a confident question. Uh, they do get a trophy, actually, don't they? It's uh, it's Michigan, so what do you get, like a like a, an auto engine? Okay, well, uh, that's hubcap? super That's super racist. <laughs> it's, that's about that's the most racist thing that this is. Racist because it's cars racing, Joe? Yeah, uh, bah, bah, bah. Traverse City Terrible Podcasting. Googling their yep, tournament trophy. trophy. And the trophy is. This is bad going to Google Images, it's a. Uh, I, uh, it looks like a bowl. It's literally a bowl. So. There you go. Yeah, we'll get a bowl. Just fill it up with some dreams and some cream. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Something good. Panero in 2020. Hey, Joe and Mike. Going back to the days of no salary cap, who would your all-Rangers team consist of? Tell you one thing. Bobby Holik's not on that team. Yeah, Bobby Holik is not on that team. I think you get... Let's let's start with the big names, right? Let's do... He wants a top... He wants top 12, top 6. But let's do top 6, top pair. We're going to go Leach, right? Yeah. And then Tom Pody, obviously. (laughs) How could you not? Uh, Leach and... Uh, see, if we have to keep it in the modern era, you go Zubov. Oh, is it keeping it in the modern era? Well, no, era I'm just question? saying. Because otherwise, what, you're going Brad Park? Like, what, we're going to have Bill Cook on the team? You know what I mean? I think you'd take McDonough. What? Over over Zubov? Ah, that's a good question. Do you hear how crazy you sound right now, Michael? No, I do. But here's the thing, like... Sergei Zubov smoked like three packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah, but that's we're going back a little bit. It's fine. It's a modern it's, game, so conditioning, you know, is, is, let's not factor that in. All right, let's just get rid of science and health. That's fine. Well, it's not science bitch. and I mean, listen. Fine, I want Zubov leech. Just this is just. And I want Yager, and I want Hank. Yeah, I go Hank and goal for sure. Messier, um, and then uh, I'm Hank. going. I'm going Messier, Gretzky. Then on the wings, do we go Kovalev in his prime? You're not doing Yager? Oh, no, Yager too. Okay. We have we have four wingers we have to get through. Oh, that's right. We're, we're doing... Uh... Doing the top six. And then I'm not going to say Bure because he wasn't in his prime with the Rangers. But hoof, I loved Pavel Bure. Um, yeah, God. So I want one of those wingers to be Rick Nash. Rick Nash in his prime was pretty goddamn good. Yeah, Rick Nash in his prime was good. Kobe is tough because Kobe, all of Kobe's best years were actually not with the Rangers. Um, Burray was so brief, but he was like a fucking comet. He shined that's so that's true, actually. If you could keep him healthy. Yeah. I mean, does Nylander make it into the conversation? No, and I love Michael Nylander. But you do. He's your favorite you player. Have, you have Messier and you have Gretzky. That's the end of that. Gabrick make it into the conversation. 40-goal scorer, man. So we have... We know we want Yager. We know we want Nash. Well... We know, what about Gravy? Why not Graves? 
See, it's such a hard question because I feel like Adam Graves would be the worst hockey player today. I, I, if I could smack you, I would. I'm just saying. Uh, you would hold your baby with a black eye. That's what I want. Um, like, I think Leach's game would transition to today's NHL. I think Zuboff's well, yeah, would, so too. Yager's obviously would. I don't know if Graves would. I think Graves would find a way to make it work. I think he'd be okay. I think he'd be far more Ryan Callahan than Adam Graves, though. And that would be a damn shame. Fucking 54 goals. Let's move on. You've. We're not done with the team. We can't move on. We're moving on. We have Yager. We have... I think we do... Yager and Nash as two of the wingers, so we need two more, Joe. You prick. I'm telling you, Gabrick is up there for me. I don't have anything against that. The real question is, do we want to have an old-timer? Like who? Like an old-timer, Joe. Like who? Like a genre tell? Well, we've kind of avoided that. Yeah, because it's very hard. Like, what is it the, uh, like the the work they do with? Um, uh, help me out here, Joe. Like, you know, like the historical equivalency for stats. Right? Uh, I'm sorry, I was supposed to guess historical right. equivalency. Well, well, I I'm sorry that I had faith in you. Well, help so me of, out here. One of our wingers will be Roger Bear. The other winger will be Graves. Done. Okay, that's how we're doing this. And I think we need to change Zuboff to Brad Park. Line. We have Roger. We, we have to change Zuboff to Brad Park. What's that? Yeah, we have to change Zuboff to Brad Park then, if that's what we're doing. No. Yes. No, we do Zuboff Leach. Don't. Okay. Then we I'm do. Gonna, I'm gonna fight you with we my do McDonough fist. McDonough and Brad Park. Done. We're not doing McDonough. Yes, You're putting McDonough over Leach. No, I just we need four. Don't don't we need four? Oh, I was doing a top two, but fine. If we need four, do Leach, Zubov. McDonough, I don't know if McDonough even makes my list. And second goalie, uh, Richter. Richter. How could it not be Richter? Uh, Fish Jesus, what do you expect for the top prospects not in the NHL? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question, sir. Ke'Andre Miller had four assists, I think, in the exhibition game the other night. Just fucking not. Lundqvist is fucking killing it right now in Sweden. Yeah, which is so good to see. Oh, it's so sexual. Up. <laughs> it's just know. sexual healing. Sexual. Strange place. Put the um, puck in the net. Yeah, like I'm so excited for Keandre. I just want to see Carl Henriksen do. Yeah, him, him as well. Belt. I would like to see. I want to see Morgan Barron just pretty much do exactly what he did last season, right? Um, let's go down the list here. What like Keandre? I just if Keandre can lead Wisconsin in points again, that's all. I'm, I'm like even that he doesn't need to do that. All I want from him is to just stay healthy. Like, that's all. I think that's fair. Because, like, he can finish a little below what he was doing last season, even though I don't think he will. Just just stay healthy and have fun, Ke'Andre Miller. You're, you're my favorite. And Lundquist, like you said, he's already off to a great start. That would be great to see. Uh, Matthew Robertson is definitely, I think, the guy who we're going to pay a close, like, close attention to in terms of those D prospects. I don't know really what to expect from Hunter Skinner. I don't know where you stand on that one. I don't even think he's a prospect worth keeping your eye on. And as for Olaf Lindbom, I would say just stay healthy. Just stay healthy. I did an article on him for Banter where I uh, interviewed Kat Silverman, who's a great goalie expert, has outstanding insight. It was so fun to pick her brain and talking about, like, how long it takes for goalies to develop and how like European goalies and 
it's really interesting how like when everyone when Lundquist became Lundquist there was this like oh man we gotta find the next Henrik Lundquist but then Swedish goaltending prospects just suck since Henrik Lundquist it's been a really long time since we've had a great new Swedish goalie breakout obviously you know like Robin Leonard had the season he had last season but he's not exactly a young guy so Lindbom, I think, is someone I'm going to pay a lot of attention to, but really, he's going to play in Allsvenskan. I just want him to stay healthy, put up good numbers, and see a lot of minutes, because after talking to Cat Silverman, that's what I believe is best for him. I'm just going to say everything that Michael said. How does that sound for an answer? No other... I don't think any other D really jumped No, out. you didn't really... You, no you, other prospects jumped you out. You got all the oh, D. We need to talk about him. You got the D right where you wanted it. Cream. Jason... <laughs> Jason Silverman. Can you discuss why it seems defensive stay-at-home defensemen are less valued? Oh, sorry. Defensive stay-at-home defensemen are less valued in the NHL than they used to be. Seems teams want seven offensive D-men and excuse their number one responsibility to prevent shots. Thanks. You want to go first or me? What'd you say? You want to go first or me? Yeah, here's my answer to this question. I think even going as far back as the early 2010s when John Tortorella was the coach of the New York Rangers guy like Dan Girardi thrived because that system was a grinding system. Tortorella's defenses wore teams out. They blocked shots. They got in the way of things. They tried to kind of manhandle you. Today's NHL is so much more about skill and speed that it's not like preventing shots is not blocking a shot to me. Preventing shots is Keith Yandel having the puck way more when he's on the ice than not having it and that prevents shots. And I don't think it's Offensive demon, I think it's puck moving defenseman. That's my I, answer. That I think is the right answer. And there's a lot of things to look at. One, the speed of the game is higher. Athletes are better now than they were even 10, 15 years ago. The two line pass is gone. So a defenseman who can make that stretch pass and turn, you know, puck possession in the defensive zone and hit someone coming out of the penalty box or someone who's, you know, doing a line change they come off the bench and all of a sudden they have a breakaway that is a incredibly valuable skill set because everyone is so much faster you know the tactics are so much more nuanced that creating those high uh, like high quality scoring opportunities with those big passes which is one of the reasons why Tony D'Angelo is as valuable as he is Joe as we know his his underlying numbers for zone exits, both with passes and controlled zone exits, are through the roof. It's one of the best in the game at it, actually. And that's why I think there's been that shift. The other part of that is you... I, I think people sometimes get a little too tied up in the, oh, he's puck moving, oh, he's offensive, and they completely discredit what they do in the neutral zone and defensive zone away from the puck. If you're in the NHL, it's not like you can only move the puck and do nothing else. Like, I just think what we see is less, like, we're moving away from the six foot four, slow of foot, just ready to block a shot, ready to throw the body, ready to do whatever he has to, defenseman, and moving more towards guys like we see, like, Tori Krug had a great playoffs uh, for, the, for the Bruins. Like, undersized defensemen who can move the puck and still be really accomplished in their own zone. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Zidane Charos in the future. I'm th- I think we're going to see a lot more of these undersized guys. And we are going to see these guys like Colton Preco, who I think is 6'5", but he's known for not for being like a physical bruising defenseman. He's known for just being this all-around really competent defenseman who 
you know, has found a way to just take Jay Bomeister and, and make him viable so long as they're defensive partners, which is an, a tremendous accomplishment by someone like Pareko. But that's how, like, that's what you need your guys to do. They need to do a little bit of everything. They need to skate. And at the end of the day, the modern NHL game, if you can't skate, it's so hard for you to make a team. You're going to get stuck in the NHL at this point. And we've seen it happen a lot. Uh, for instance, Chris Begris, who is a prospect uh, that the Rangers traded for, uh, I think it was Ryan Graves, they traded with Colorado, and then this, this offseason, Joe, they chose not to qualify him, and then I think it's Philly who signed him. He's one of those guys, he has great skills, but like, you know, if he's, you know, baseball here, like five-tool player, the tool he was missing was skating, and that's why he didn't make the cut. And it happens a lot. And that's why a guy like John Gilmore is getting a chance in Buffalo. Because he can skate like the goddamn wind. All right, Michael, you ready for this next question? Yeah. This is rapid fire. You ready? Rapid fire. You could probably add him for long. You could probably do a full episode on these topics. But let's fully close the window on the last of the New York Rangers, 2012 to 2018, with a list of favorites. So I'm going to read something. And you're going to tell me who your favorite is, okay? Yep. Player. Current Rangers? I'm sorry. It's 2012 to 2018. Oh, 2012 to 2018. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, Henrik Lundqvist. Playoff series? Coming back 3-1 against the Penguins in 2014. That was pretty sweet. I'll go with that. Okay. Goal? I'm going to say Derek Stepan's double OT winner in 2015. Favorite goal? God damn. I, I wish you let me look at stuff before we answer. I haven't looked at this either, for the record. This no, is all no, off just, the top of my head. This is not what I remember. I don't remember specific things like this as much. Okay. Oh, God. I'm going to move on to the next question if you don't want to go. Uh, God. Sure. Just move on. I'm the worst. Oh Bromance. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with Zook jumping into Kreider's arms is fucking adorable. Uh, I was going to say Broussard Zuccarello. Random regular season win. This Random is tough. The only thing win. that comes to mind for me is... Yeah, it definitely falls within the time frame. Remember the game where the Rangers were losing like 4 nothing to the Wild and Anthony Duclair scored the winner? I think so, yeah. That, that would be my... Okay, this th- you're you're terrible at this. OT win. It's got to be Derek Stepan's double OT winner. Yeah, I, I'm just. All right, playoff win. What do you want for you know what? I like Neil Pionk's coast to coast goal. Okay, uh, playoff win. I'm going to say just to change it up. I'm going to say St. Louis snipe game five. Oh God, Eastern that Conference was, Final. That was pe- beautiful and powerful. Uh, rivalry. Man, I... So it's not looking for, because the Devils rivalry is going to get great. I yeah, would say... I, Penguins probably... Actually, I hate the Capitals, so Capitals, I guess. You hate the Capitals? Yeah. Do you hate the Penguins more, or no? No, I hate Capitals fans more than any other fan base in the NHL. I hate Philly fans the most. No, Philly fans, I, that's how much I hate the Capitals fans. I'd rather Why? deal with a there, Flyers fan. There's nothing fan. wrong with Capitals There is fans. so much wrong with Capitals fans. Flyers fans are by far the worst. No, Capitals fans are the Ryan worst. Ryan they're like they're not even humans. They're cretins. Flyers fans threw Ed Snyder like morning armbands onto the ice. It's just 
penises. Uh, third slash fourth liner. I'm going to go controversial on this one. Ryan Callahan. That is controversial. This was 2012 a t- you, to 2018. You I think like, let us down. is a guy who I've fallen in love with for like no good reason other than I'm like, oh, look, he's trying super hard. Uh, God. All right, we've final question. Phil or okay. Phil? Why you just you, you make me feel so bad? I, you shouldn't feel bad. You should just feel bad. Um, Blue Shirt Panther Wrestling is announced as a new site venture this season. What is your wrestling character and why? Also, are you a heel or a face? Dominic Moore is I, my favorite fourth liner. Oh my god! Actually, he's a great selection though. Yes, he's Brandon like, Prust. There's a period of time. Where, moment. There's a period of time where Brandon Prust was up there for me. Brandon Press was great. Ooh, do we consider Sean Avery a third liner? Yeah. Sean Avery's my answer. That's a very fair answer. I like that pick, too. That he's 100%. I like that um, pick, Joe. See, we can be nice to each other, you prick. We can be. So here's... <laughs> I, I've listened... I've, all right, hang on. Dominic I Moore to, I fucking loved so much. If we're going to answer Phil's question correctly, yeah. I don't watch wrestling for the record... I don't I know, know if you do. Wrestling. I call it wrestling. Wrestling. There or is wrestling. a a Japanese wrestler who okay. I have to find this uh, Japanese wrestling. It's a. Horse I would go guy. by Big Country. I would grow out my beard, wear overalls and uh, flannel, and just steer into the fact that I look a lot like a lumberjack. <laughs> so here's. This is the this guy is named the Masked Horse. He's a Japanese wrestler. This is his backstory. He was abandoned by his parents as a child. Okay. Did you hear anything I just said? No. He was abandoned by his parents as a child. That's great. He was raised by horses, then abandoned by those horses, and then pro wrestlers raised him. I mean, the horses. The main thing is just cruel. This is this. That is the type of. That's the wrestler that I would be. That's the just, blogger I would be. My parents abandoned me. I was taken in by Wombo? horses. The horses abandoned me, and then I was taken in by bloggers. Yeah, you'll be raised by wombats. Oh, um, Wombo. I forgot about Wombo. Uh, I had to eat him for substance. <laughs> for sustenance, not substance. Sustenance, uh, sorry. I said I'll be. I'll just steer into the fact that I look like a lumberjack. I'll wear overalls and Ooh, flannel. That's not and, bad. I'll, and I'll come into the ring with, uh, with an axe. And then I'll actually yes, murder sexy. my opponent. Adam Nowick, Aiden Gaspar, Alex Gardner, Omael Kistner, Andre Chicagoff, Anthony Viola, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Bobby Callahan, Chris Habibi, Chris Lucas, Chris O'Connor, CJ Viola, Clark Carroll, Craig Launchlin, Launchlin? Launchlin. Launchlin. Dan Carosi, Dan Zapore. Shit, he told me how to say his name too. I'm an asshole. Um, Daniel, Dej- I'm sorry. I'm I'm sleep deprived. Everyone. Daniel Dejan, Danny Santiago, David L. Singer, Eric Cohen, Eric Carlson, Fancy Lawrence, Gabriel Vargas, Fifty, Igor Zatlavsky, James Dangles, Jeffrey Stein, Jermaine Francis, John P. John Prezdepelski, John Repi, Johnny Lowe, Jordan Sassome, Joshua Zarkin, Keith from Chillo, Manny from South Carolina, Matt from Brooklyn, Guy from Montana, Michael Canick, Michael Marcus, Michael Scott, Michael Silvers, Panarin 2020, Patrick Landolt, Sammy Vogel, Seidenberg. Like a Dennis Stephanie, Seidenberg. 
Ben Vengo, Stink Fleeman, Tall Guy Robert, The Tin Man, Thomas Osa. Second page, bitches. Trevor Kempner, WMM339. Thank you all for donating. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Panther. You can do that too. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave five stars. That's nice of you to do. And come to the gin mill, you fucking... All right? Just come. I'm not going to ask again. Let's do it. Okay? September 14th. Mike is going to do the podcast shirtless. Goodbye.